A mix of sun and cloud and 12 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Alberta Health Services is suing Kevin Johnston, a Calgary mayoral candidate, for $1.3 million over threats to health care workers. Alberta Health filed a lawsuit earlier this month against Johnston, who has twice been arrested for violating an injunction granted to the health authority banning Johnston from threatening, contacting, photographing or approaching any health officer or employee. The lawsuit makes a wide variety of accusations, saying Johnston's threats against Alberta health care workers started as early as November 2020, but intensified in April of this year. None of the claims by Alberta Health have been tested in court. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. So far, so good. Still, this Sunday morning on your roads, we are dealing with light volume and dry road conditions all across the city. As for construction in the southwest, 17th Avenue and 28th Street is closed. For an excavator, drivers are being rerouted onto 25th or 29th Street and onto Bow Trail. The Lexus 10-day event only runs from June 14th to 23rd. Don't miss your opportunity to drive home a new Lexus. Visit LexusCalgaryArea.ca. From the 770 CHQR Traffic Helicopter, I'm Kay A traffic stop in Saskatchewan ended in death for an RCMP officer Saturday morning and two people are in custody. Global's Connor O'Donovan has more from Regina. Saskatchewan RCMP say that it happened at around 8 a.m. Saturday. 26-year-old Constable Shelby Patton, who is based out of Indian Head, was conducting a traffic stop in Wolseley, Saskatchewan, following a report of a stolen vehicle, a truck from Manitoba. Now, during that traffic stop, RCMP say that suspect vehicle struck Patton after he had exited his vehicle. They say he passed away on scene. Police say one man and one woman were taken into custody at around 10 a.m. in a field near Francis, Saskatchewan, about an hour's drive southwest of Wolseley. RCMP say police dog services were involved in the arrests. No other information about the suspects has yet been released. The RCMP's major crime unit north has taken over the investigation. Patton was a six-year veteran of the RCMP. He spent his entire career with the Indian Head Detachment. A date for his funeral has not yet been set. Connor Donovan, Global News. 179 new COVID-19 cases are being reported in Alberta with an additional three deaths. This brings the province's active caseload to 3,247. That's down 282 since Friday. The death death toll now sits at 2,269. Hospitalizations are also on a downward trend. 290 people are currently being treated in hospital. 74 of whom are in an ICU bed. And to date, more than 3.3 million vaccine doses have been administered, meaning 68.5% of Albertans 12 and older have received one vaccine dose. For the province to go into stage three of its reopening plan, 70% of Albertans in this age group must at least receive their first shot. And the G7 Leaders Summit in England is wrapping up. Lots of sand, lots of sun, and some work for the leaders of the world's wealthiest nations. In the words of Boris Johnson, COVID was on everyone's mind. This weekend, our discussions went far beyond defeating the pandemic. We looked towards the global recovery, a great global recovery our countries have committed to lead, and we were clear that we all need to build back better. Part of that, the nation's pledge to give 1 billion vaccine doses to developing countries, a lot, but some experts say that's far less than what's required. Tom Rivers, ABC News, London. 
It's 12 degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. It is June the 13th. We're heading into a scorcher today, which is uh, it's kind of nice after we've had that cool weather for a while. So we got a couple hot days coming up. So um, we're going to chat a little bit about how to deal with that for your plants to get them through the hotness. And it's a, it is a tough thing to do, and it's hard on newly planted plants. So um, Jen's going to call in around 9.10. We're going to chat about that and uh, how to keep all your plants looking good for the summertime. So we'll have some good tips for you there. And I'm just sort of seeing what's going on. I do see a, a fair bit... I've been reading a bit about planting trees and different size trees. And sometimes I think bigger isn't always better. It It is hard to, sometimes when we are doing the big caliper trees, I know we sell up to 50, 60, 70 mil. Um, I just find we have tried doing bigger ones in, in, in the past, but sometimes I find they do just sit there for a couple of years until the roots get established again to get them actually growing. And I've just done a bit of experiment. Like I planted some 10-gallon aspens along the side of my house, and they just seem to be taking off like crazy in comparison to some bigger ones I've planted. So it just uh, I'm going to follow that a bit. I think trying to find that good happy medium and uh, I know we, we have a 5 and 10 and 15-gallon and a 20-gallon program at the store. And we also carry the larger caliper trees as well. Um, but I'm really starting to see um, just a bit more of an advantage of starting a little bit smaller, obviously the budget. And and just healthiness, easy to get it into the yard, um, a little bit more variety as well. And just the growth. Like I sort of, when you start in that 15, 20 gallon, 5, 10, 15, 20 gallon, you just, it's, it takes a year or so to get rooted in. Same with the shrubs. Like when you go 5, 10, or actually 2 and 5s are great. But I do find when you get to the 10 gallon shrub, it, it does take a bit to get in and, and rooted in. And, and sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. And you have to ensure that you're watering a little slower, a little deeper. And uh, so on those kind of things, we got to make sure we're paying attention as we go through it. And uh, and what else do we need to do? <laughs> I lost my train of thought for a second. Just staring outside, just enjoying the view. It is just, it's a glorious day out there. And uh, we've been getting lots of different birds. And maybe if you can share with what kind of birds. I know we'll have Brad in next week. We'll chat about birds again. He was here last week. Um, but we're getting one that's called, uh, we're getting a type of Oriole. Um, I've had quite a few of those in around. Seeing the cedar waxwings are come back in. And they, they just love it this time of year, right? They're, they're eating all the bugs. They're doing their thing. And it's, it's really, it's, it's kind of neat seeing all those uh, birds get back in. We've been inundated with blackbirds around our house too. So it's nice to see some different ones moving in. And, of course, the hummingbirds. Can't wait to see them. Heard a commercial earlier about a certain hummingbird feeder. <coughs> and love that. So we're also going to talk about 
um, some plants that attract that. And I know I've talked about the vermilionaire a lot. Um, that one seems to be absolutely if you have that in your yard, you're going to see a hummingbird. Like last year, I, I had them in our planters, and they seek them out for sure. Planted some this year again, so hoping to see them again. Um, they love fuchsias. We get them in our perennial house. That's our in. If you're ever at Spruce, we have the one house in behind our main annuals and perennial or annuals and tropical house. And it's about a four thousand square foot house that sits alone and. Uh, it, it has the white uh, poly on it, and we do keep our fuchsias and a couple of the shade plants in there a bit. And it just, that's where the hummingbirds, it's amazing. Sometimes you go in there, you'll see three or four or five of them in there. It's it's just so interesting to just to see them. Love that. And uh, so hopefully you can get some of those different things in your yard so you can enjoy that as well. And I do have a couple of callers. Maybe I'll take one really quick. I don't have the names yet. Charlie, who do we have on board there? First one. Hi, Charlie. No. Hello. Hello. Hello, Charlie. Yes. Uh, I would like to uh, get some information on correctly pruning uh, a potentilla shrub. Okay. What does it look like right now? Uh, it, it doesn't look very good because it's overgrown. It, it, it's got really big, and uh, the leaves are coming out in, in certain spots, and and, uh, the, the, and it's coming, uh, it's growing from the bottom and up the stem. Okay. Yep. So what you need to do, it's really, really easy. You can get out there with a good set of pruners and just take it right down to the ground, like take it down to two or three inches and water it really well give it a shot of fertilizer like a 20 20 20 15 30 15 but just ensure you're giving it good ample water good slow deep watering get the water into the root system even if you did that right now you'll see really good growth in the next two or three weeks okay because there, there are some branches that got full coverage should i cut those yeah. as well yeah the whole thing right down to the ground the just right thing. down okay. the whole thing it's called rejuvenation it, no I don't want you to kill it either, and I'm uh, hopefully this doesn't. <laughs> okay. But I've done it uh, a lot, and uh, it's called rejuvenation. And so instead of the plant using all its energy trying to revive all that old deadwood, all the energy goes into nice new growth. So so just cut it back this morning, and then just get out there with a the hose, give it a really good soaking, and then if you have some fertilizer, give it a shot of fertilizer after that, and you should be good to go. Three, uh, three inches? I yeah, three or four inches. So get as low as you can. Okay. Can you use miracle Growth fertilizer? Um, yeah, you can. Depends what the numbers are. Okay. Just water it down a little bit. It's a bit more of a salt-based product, so I prefer some of the other ones, the Plant Prod or the Green It Up brand, and oh. just a little better quality. But uh, if that's what you got, use it up. Twenty. If, it's probably a 20 or 15, 30, 15. Depends what numbers it is, but you should be fine. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Take Bye -bye. care. Bye-bye. And seeing lots of uh, um, death this year. It was It is a dry fall again. So, again, just reminding everybody if you are planting, just that slow, deep watering is really important. Get your plants going. And uh, it's, it's just nice to see a lot of them popping up. A lot of winter kill on the evergreens as well. Getting lots of uh, a few texts on that. So I'm going to see if I can. 
I'll read this one and I'll answer it uh, through the break. But right now I'm going to take a quick break. And when I get back, I'll have Jen on the line. We're going to chat uh, how to get your plants through the summer heat and then looking good all the way into August. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, it was good to see all the prune it up boys out uh, there last week, and the fertilizer, the green it up truck, and doing the deep root fertilizing and fertilizing your lawn. Um, so they got that crew out there doing that. It's uh, good to see. Good to see, good to see. And right now I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to chat with Jen. And Jen is from down at Spruce It Up. Morning, Jen. Good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah? I was up early this morning. Yeah, I was up early. What were you otherwise. doing? Um, just thinking, doing all kinds <laughs> of things. I've been getting up early. I've been going out and sitting by the fire table. I have my coffee yeah. in the morning. Isn't that nice? I, I do. Yeah, I do like it. Like I go, there's a little chilly, but throw on the fire table and sit up there, have a coffee. Yeah, peaceful. Sort of go through. Yeah, it's yeah. actually kind of nice. So Good anyways. Good for yeah. you. Yes, and we were going to chat. We were going to head into some heat here. Yeah. And we we got lots of little plants and little pots, so it, it's we know what the struggle is all about. Just making <laughs> sure they're staying all watered and it's true. And, the smaller the pot, too, the faster the faster it dries out, and and uh, right, usually the less soil. So, yeah, I, I know, and that's one thing I really I try to emphasize for people is when they go to pick out a pot for their new house or their like what location if they're looking to it west or south full sun and and then they try and they get pick out like an eight or ten inch pot i said well let's go a little bigger otherwise it'll look good for a bit but then by the time you get to august september it's ran out of soil or if it dries out once or twice everything just looks and and in calories heat it just once it dries out sometimes it it just doesn't they can't recover after that, right? No, so. it's so true. And we do get a blast. And sometimes it's quite unexpected for us, but also the plants, right? So, Oh, yeah. yeah no, it's it's nasty. Yeah. It's so let's, nasty. Like, what do you do for watering? Like, I know even this morning I went out and watered all my guys, uh, the hanging baskets, whether they needed it or not. I just gave them a, a good soak because I know tomorrow's supposed to be very hot as well. Um, but I was thinking about overhead watering specifically because there are several plants well, maybe even all plants. It depends. There's pros and cons to each one, right? Yep. But I, th- I think the, the ground watering would be the best um, if people can do it. But uh, yep. I know a lot of people, too, um, and maybe we can touch on this. A lot of people, which I didn't realize, they they kind of just will do a sprinkle on top, you know, a little bit of touch-up of water so the top of the soil is wet, and then they think that's good That's good for the day in, in an extreme no, heat and like that's... this, right? That's exactly what I run into outside when people plant mm-hmm. new trees. They turn on the irrigation system, and the irrigation waters the grass that one to two inches deep. Um, but you just planted a tree or a shrub, and you dug a hole that's 12 or 18 inches yeah. or 24 inches deep. Yeah. So you never get water down into the root system. So yeah. that's where that slow, deep watering, your hanging baskets, your big pots – making sure you see the water come out the bottom on on your containers, mm-hmm. especially on days like this. 
And then that way you're utilizing the whole root ball, not just the top bit, because then the rest of it will dry out and you lose half your roots and it's trying to sustain that big foliage with half the root system. So yeah. it just, it's really hard on your trees. And this really, when you said it that way, it really, and I try to get that and we try to communicate that to everybody sure. um, regarding, oh, I got irrigation. Of course I watered, but, but you didn't water the roots. Right. So yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's a hard one to, to really sometimes get through, and a lot of people, I bought irrigation. Well, why do I have to go out and water now? Because now I just bought this no, $5,000 system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, surprise. Yeah. It's, uh, and I think there's some ways, I think, with irrigation to be able to. You can do some drip that. zones. Yeah. yeah. But you have to make sure you're working with a good good guy that knows his way around a, a good drip system. Like us at the tree lot there, we, we water 500 trees at one time. In the caliper side would just drip, right? No, so we have our no 20 gallons and yeah. our calipers, yeah. But yeah. it's slow, deep watering. We put it on for an hour and a half, so you're getting lots of water in that small, just that designated spot, and it soaks into the root ball, keeps it nice and hydrated. And uh, and and that's what we're all going to go through in the next couple of days besides ourselves, filling up yeah. that margarita <laughs> glass and... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully the water doesn't drain out of the bottom of that. But um, it's true. <laughs> yeah, and there's, no some, there's, there's some pros to overhead. I mean, not necessarily an overhead water, but in terms of I know if there's any insects, a nice blast. You're a fan of the blast from the hose kind of thing to yep. shake off some dust, shake off any bugs that might be kind of deciding to stick around. Um, so that's of benefit, too. It's a nice to have a little shower, right? Like you just yeah. said, not to dust off, dust off, spray off any of those eggs any of those plant or any of those little aphids, maybe if you see them on there, just get in there with a little bit more pressure on your uni nozzle and just, and give it a good shot. Don't be afraid to, you're not going to hurt the leaves unless you're using a pressure washer. But if you have a good, <laughs> a good thing on your uni nozzle and just get in there and hose them off, it, it, it does help in your spruce trees, especially like they just love getting that dust washed off. It's sort of like mm -hmm. having your, your shower in the morning. You feel pretty good when you're all tidied up. So <laughs> true. And then some of the plants too, so squash like zucchini, cucumber and whatnot, those guys tend to not love the overhead water. They like to stay dry on the top. Um uh, right? Because absolutely. then they get their, their little their little powdery mildew. Um and, and so, that's what I love what uh Terry has done out in the tree lot. Um, what did he do? He's built well, you know, Terry, you know he's always up to something. He's always up to something. Uh, and so what Terry's done this year, so when if you go to visit Terry in the tree lot, um, Terry has built, um, he's put all his roses and edible fruit up on nice benches. Yeah. yeah. And he turned off the overhead water on the on his roses, and he hand waters them all now. So that way he's not getting the powdered mildew, he's not getting the black spot, and his roses are looking phenomenal. Aren't so, they? Yeah, that yeah. looks so nice out there on the tables and the way they've got it set up and the designs. Yes, it's so pretty. Yeah, it's worth it just to go look. Yeah, and they're yeah. just about to explode. Like the, all those roses, and I know Chris had her hand in that in ordering them from last year. She was running the tree lot this year yeah. or last year, yeah. and so she's passed the torch on to Terry. And it's just they are gorgeous, and they're just about to explode in color. So if you're looking for roses uh, – 
Terry the Rose guy has his roses in stock right now. Holy cow, Terry T. Rose. I was going to say, if we can get Terry and uh, and Brad out of the tree lot, you know, from keeping the pumpkins safe from the rabbits, then, uh, then yeah, come on over and say hi to them. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So... So it, so the, there is pros and cons about how you water, but I agree with what you, you said earlier. You try and do the the slower, the deep watering is yep. typically your best in this heat. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and that way you're not – because there's a lot of plants, even like when you get into your house plants, your African violets, and there's a lot of them that just they, – they can't handle any water on their – they hate on it. On their leaf at all. Yeah. yeah. They hate it. Usually the fuzzy leaves. I know zinnia as well in the annual section, we have a hard time sometimes with those guys because, you know, we don't have the time to kind of go ahead and we can't go. We don't have all the time that Terry has to go and water all the roses. <laughs> I know I'm going to get grief for that one. But, I mean, you know, truly, some of those plants, you really need to get underneath those leaves because they, they don't look nice after. They just hate it. Yeah. So how are you sitting for your stock? So if people are wondering what you have in stock for all your annuals, you still got a good selection? Absolutely, and veg as well, and uh, and hanging baskets. The hanging baskets are really pretty. I grabbed a couple myself, and I've got them in the back there. But uh, we've got so many hanging baskets as well. We've got um, the hanging tomatoes, hanging peppers, and hanging strawberries on sale. The BOGO 50 for this weekend. Um, and those guys are all coming into fruit. So we do have a lot of things, as well as the, I have to say, for the veg, the peas are coming out in the tomatoes, and I don't know. I've had to pull some of those peas off just to test them because they, a lot of the veg are just ready to go. They're fantastic in three-gallon containers, and uh, yeah, they're ready. So people could just put them right on the patio, and they're good to go. And the, honestly, I, I've over the winter you eat peas from the grocery store here and there, right? And yeah. they're they're okay, but once you have a pea in the garden or a carrot or something, yeah, it's amazing. Like it's not it, the same at all. Yeah, it's crazy the difference. There's taste. <laughs> And I think we forget sometimes, you know, and, and we get get so used to it a certain way. It's traveled the distance, but absolutely, out of your own garden, it's fantastic. It's vibrant. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it is amazing. So if you yeah, pick two or three veggies and, like you said, you can even grow, like, those peas in a pot. Mm-hmm. You can just get a, a peony ring or a couple of garden steaks in the pot, and you can grow peas on your patio. Well, and- yeah, and those other ones are already in cages. You don't have to do a thing. Just plunk just, it down and water it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I got to get out more. I know. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> All right. Thank All you right. Well. well, thanks, Jen. I appreciate it. And uh, if you're looking for anything in the annuals and perennials and veg, and the tropicals, you got Jen and the crew are down there. And uh, go down and say hi. And uh, I know Jade and my daughter and Jess. I'm not sure else is in today, but. They're all going to be down there working hard, so awesome. looking out for you to help you out through the garden. Thanks, That'd Jen. That'd be great. Thanks, Merle. Have a good day. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Always good to hear from Jen. She fills us in with what's going on down at the garden center. And I do have – actually, I don't have time for – actually, probably not. I'm probably just going to read a couple of texts here really quick. And what is this one? Hey, Merle, does this look like fire blight? Can I pro? Um, when this time of year, when you you'll start seeing discoloration or or fire blight, and it, you'll see it maybe even the next week or so. Like we'll all of a sudden get that rainstorm, and it almost like it activates fire blight. Um, I did get a text here, um, and I don't think it does not look like fire blight to me. 
on 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 the tree that you sent in. It just looks like a bit of discoloration. Fireblade is it'll sort of curl over like a cane and black, and it sort of wilts instant instantly. So I would just uh, just maybe prune that one out, have a look at it. But Fireblade is very distinct, and it it's uh, it's almost like I said, this sits there when that water hits it a rainstorm or something, almost like it activates it overnight and, and the whole plant just uh, goes into a, like a, a shock and it curls over. It's, it's, it's quite nasty what it does to it right away. And I need to go for a break for the news. And uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Mix of sun and cloud and 16 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Saskatchewan RCMP are mourning the death of a young Mountie killed in the line of duty after a traffic stop near Regina. 26-year-old Constable Shelby Patton was hit by what was believed to be a stolen truck that he pulled over yesterday morning in Wolseley. An RCMP spokeswoman says a man and a woman have been arrested and are awaiting charges. Alberta Health Services is suing Kevin Johnston, a Calgary mayoral candidate, for $1.3 million over threats to health care workers. Alberta Health filed the lawsuit earlier this month against Johnson, who has been twice arrested for violating an injunction granted to the health authority banning Johnson from threatening, contacting, photographing or approaching any health officer or employee. It's 16 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone lines, and I'm going to chat with Kathy. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Merle. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have um, three ornamental crabs that I planted. We put in just last fall. They're like 7 to 10 feet, and one of them has really uh, rough bark, sore, where I don't know if it was deer, rabbit, something ate the bark on it. And I was going to ask my husband to paint the wound on it, but I've heard also maybe you should let them heal themselves and breathe. What do you... Yeah, it depends how bad it is and depends what product you're using. There's a product called Lac Balsam. It's a bark replacement. It's a breathable product. I would never use like that black pruning tar or something like that. Um, lack or or lack as an L? Lack, L A C, and then balsam. Okay, got it. Great. Okay, I'll check. So that. just clean it up really good, because it can kill it. Like unfortunately, my neighbor behind me, Miles, uh, we put a, a little mini orchard in for him and his wife Tracy, and the rabbits got in there and ate two feet of the bark almost off every one of his apple trees, oh. and then, like it killed five of them. Like it just. It's not because it, it just peels the skin off, right? And it, so it can kill them. So you want to deal with it fairly quickly, especially if they got right down into the cambium layer of the of the trunk. What about those plastic so, tubes you see on the trees sometimes? Like- um, they definitely help, but wire works better. But you just don't want to leave those plastic tubes on there, okay. unless you get some that are a little bit wider than the trunk that let let airflow. You don't want to put those ones that are really tight on there. Okay. Um, unless you're taking them off every spring, but then y- y- you also have the the chance that the rabbits can eat them throughout the summer as well. So if I if I am going to cover them 
I'll, I'll, I do something, I'll do a little like stucco wire or some of the uh, wildlife wire that we sell at the store at netting or a product called Bobex works really well. Yeah. It's a herb-based product. Okay, sorry, that was supposed to be a quick question. I have another quick question, if you're okay with that. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, um, go ahead. We have a lot of poplars on our acreage, so I've been uh, throwing the leaves in the garden, and I thought I heard you mention something about not putting poplar leaves in the garden. When- yeah, that was something from before, and I was trying to remember that. Um, I think as long as you compost them really well ahead of time, you're fine. Okay. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I just took them from over winter and then threw them in. Yeah, it's better to do a compost pile because sometimes if you throw, especially some of the bigger poplar leaves, lots of it, too much of it, yeah. it needs to take a lot of the nitrogen out of the soil to decompose. Okay. So yeah. sometimes you're doing, if, if you're using your garden as a compost bin, it's not always the best. Like food scraps, things like that, it's a little bit better. But if you're trying to do something like a, a real fibrous, like a leaf, like a poplar leaf, it takes a lot more to break those down. All right. And same with grass, like eggshells, like peels from veggies and stuff like that are fine in Mm -hmm. minimal amounts. But if you're trying to tag in a whole bunch like that, it's definitely not. Pile of poplar leaves and let them sit for a couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Great. Thanks for your advice. All right. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. And I'm going to go to Jess, and I do have a text from Jess that I can look and see what we're talking about. Good morning, Jess. Good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm doing great. And yourself? Oh, not too bad. So, yeah, I sent you pictures. I don't think my dwarf Alberta spruce is doing well. (laughs) Yeah, no, it looks, but that's just a little bit of winter desiccation, just just peel that, oh. run your finger up and down those brown things on the dwarf Alberta spruce. Just knock those green or those brown needles off and itch. Oh, actually, there's the other side. Of it. Yeah, it's looking a little worse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, You're picture like, number one. Next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, so those, and, and, and I don't know why they named them dwarf Alberta spruce because um, <laughs> Alberta, <laughs> you'd think they'd be a little hardier because yeah, typically they're a zone. Not at all. No, but what it is is I think northern Alberta, like even Edmonton, can grow stuff like that better than we can. Oh, and it's not necessarily the cold; it's the Chinooks. It's yeah. the winter desiccation was what does things in for us. Okay, and so that is, uh, I guess, probably somebody in Edmonton probably named it up there. Yeah, and, uh, because it doesn't do well here at all. No, and you need you can grow them. They need to be a little bit sheltered, watered really good in in okay. like September, October till freeze up, and then you can use a product called Wilt Proof. I and was it's, wondering about that. Okay. Yeah, it's that anti desiccant, the one that I call like the lip balm for your plants. And, right, uh, lip balm. Yeah, so and that's Wilt I try to find easier ways to describe things so I can remember and a little easier for, no, <laughs> for our like listeners. That. I like that. Well, because so that's what it I, is, really. Ultimately, it's a it's sealing in, it's keeping the moisture in in the in the needles, and right. for cedars, junipers, I, I wouldn't use it on spruce trees or anything like that. They don't need it. But those okay. ones that we're trying to a little bit more delicate, um, like I said, cedars, the dwarf Alberta spruce, some junipers, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely adds that little bit of extra anti desiccant. 
Okay, so sh- uh, I'll do that for the other ones because they have about ten. But should I cut? Should I just take that one out? Like, is that- yeah, that one looks like it's uh, it's it, had it's it, yeah, it had a good run. <laughs> yeah, no worries. And did you happen to get my? I'm sorry. Can I ask? Yeah, I'm looking thing? at the lilacs. Yeah, and it almost looks like there's a fungus. Like yes. that's what I was so, thinking too. Yeah. Um, I, I just, it, it's a hard one to see here. If you could, whereabouts, or what part of town are you in? I'm in Copperfield. Okay. So I, what I would do. I there to your store all the time. Okay. So maybe bring in a, bring in a sealed bag, put okay. a few of those in a, in a, um, a Ziploc bag and drop it off and just put attention to Terry and Merle. And we'll have a look at it, and uh, just if if we're if we're not there, just leave a contact, and we'll give you a shout. And uh, all right, if you could do that, that, that would be great. Awesome. Yeah, just sort of trying to look. It looks like it's yeah. There's just a, lots of deformation, and yeah. so I'm just leading to believe it's it's a fungus, and especially at the new growth where it's crinkling up. There's yes, nobody there's, using like Killex or anything near you, or you know what I used Killex. So I'm thinking maybe a little Did bit you, of damage from that. Was it windy? Maybe a it, little it, excessive. I tried not to do it when it was windy, but I mean, I can't really remember. I did See, it in it, April. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're probably a little early on the Killex too. Um, needs to be a little warmer for it to to work. Okay. Um, so I would just um, I'll text you my phone number on this text, and then you can just send me some of these pictures to my phone because then I can look at them a little closer. I'm oh, having a, awesome. like I, I pull them up on the computer, but I'll just text you my, for my number and then you can uh, just send them to me directly and I'll have a quick look. Oh, thank you so much, Merle. All righty. I'll do that. Okay. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Talk take to you care. soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I need to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go right to the phone line. I'm going to go to John. Good morning, John. Well, good morning, Merle. Good morning. How are you doing, isn't sir? It, it's, is, isn't it? Yeah. It, Calgary is one of the only places, like a lot of people, when they move here from the east or whatever, they don't realize how cool our nights still get. Like even on the warm days, like we were down to six degrees and then we're going all the way up to like 28, 29 today, right? Like it's, it's uh, we get a good fluctuation in our temperature. You want to believe it. Anyway, so, does your 1632-6 burn grass? Only if it's wrongly applied. If you put it on real heavy in one spot or something, it will. But typically, no. Like, I, I put it on. If you put it in your spreader and you go wrong, even if you don't water it in right away, it's totally fine. It, the only time it does is if it seeps out really quickly into one spot or when you got a heavy dosage or something like that, it, it will burn there because you're getting a big blast of, of nitrogen. Okay, but no. I think I have a couple of areas. Maybe I over fertilized just before the uh, about oh, about two weeks ago before the rain snows and all that. And yeah, got some burnt spots. So yeah, maybe just dropped did, in you know. a little heavy. Yeah, but yeah, I like I said, I went 
a little bit heavier on mine this year the first time and I didn't get any burn like I dissed but I make sure I have it on the spreader but I but I go lighter out the application rather than going like I set the dial to like three or four and I'll, I'll do 10 passes instead of trying to put it out at number eight and do it all at one time so I, I kind of like to go back and forth a bunch of times just to 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 ensure I'm getting good even coverage Oh, I have that Scott's uh, handheld uh, battery powered. Oh, okay. And uh, it kicks out some pretty good stuff, so maybe. Yeah, so just make sure that you just turn the dial down lower, John, and and then just walk, do a few more laps in, instead of maybe trying to get it all out at once. And when people are asking what rate or what number to put it on, it, it's it's supposed to be done by weight. Like sort of the bag will do 3,000 square feet for your spring and summer application sort of thing. So I just sort of measure out how many square feet I'm doing. And I always put – and then I use that much fertilizer in that area. But I, I always set my thing a little bit lower, like three or four. And, oh, okay. and then I go back and forth a bunch of times rather than trying to get it all out at one pass. Well, I think I wanted to save save time and energy and, and did it all at once. Sorry about that. Uh, the other thing, does the rage plus help uh, spruce trees? Um, it, it helps pretty much every plant possible. Um, it's but what is it? Is it an older spruce or? I've sent you, well, this was a year and a half ago, and you recommended the 301010, which I cannot get my hands on right now. I forgot to get it when I was down checking out your new uh, entrance off of uh, McLeod Trail and all that, you know, but yeah. I forgot to get some. But I gave it uh, about 30 liters of uh, Rage Plus, and I just wondered that, if... That'll definitely, and the, but really, it's really important too, John, make sure you're giving it that slow, deep watering like our falls have been really hard on a lot of our older spruce trees. It's um, it's been so dry, and especially on your hill. You're talking about the one in your front yard, John. This is the uh, the east tree, yes. Yeah, it, and in the front you have a bit of slope, so it probably it's it's probably stays fairly dry. It's not a wet area, so you you just have to ensure that you're adding that slower, deeper watering around the drip line. And I've got uh, a system now where I have the little sprinkler. And I Perfect. let it run for a couple of hours. It just covers the base of the tree. And oh, then I put the uh, Rage Plus on. So Perfect. I've, I've done as you suggest. So. Awesome. Yep, no, that, that should help you out. And my uh, poor old nine bark on the side. I sent a picture last week. I think it looks pretty kind of dead, but I noticed now just, uh, more again, green just coming cut up from it back. If, so I guess Yeah, so just... Just cut the whole thing right down, John. Nine oh. barks, if they die back, yeah, just cut the whole thing down to two or three inches, and it'll just push up like crazy. Give it a good shot of water, a little bit of fertilizer, it'll push like crazy. And the fertilizer being the 2020 or? Yeah, you can use 2020-20 or the Rage Plus if you got it. Um, got it. 50, yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. Alrighty. And people really appreciate you. Thanks, John, I, and I love doing it. Thank you so much. I like your new uh, entrance. It is. Once you get used to it, actually, it's pretty good. Like, at first, I was like, uh, but it's actually kind of nice. We have our own entrance. We have our own access road now, so it's it's a lot better than the dual lights that we had before where we had a couple. So it's just nice to see this a lot safer for all for everybody driving up and down there. 
crazy, 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 but I appreciate your service down there. Thank you. All right. Thanks, John. Take care, bud. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And where am I at for time? I better take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I'm going to go to the phone line and chat with Marty. Good morning, Marty. Morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you today? Merle, a couple quick questions if you don't mind. Uh, I have a blue spruce that's kind of hanging a little bit. The limbs, few of the limbs are hanging over the uh, neighbor's fence. Am I able to just clip those back a little bit now? Yeah, you can. Um, it, it's It'll tend to send out a bit more after, but... You, you can, I'd take it back a little bit further, like bring it in six, eight inches past the okay. fence. And because it'll typically keep going when it sends out new growth, it'll just grow, but it'll send two or three over the fence. So, so if I do about uh, 18 inches, will that be okay? It won't kill it? Won't well, kill it you gotta, it's, it's gonna be like again, your whole tree is gonna end up going over. Is, is it something that the neighbor just totally hates or could he live with it hanging over? Well, he's kind of, hinted that he'd like to kind of cut back a little bit. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just nice because as that tree grows, it's going to be hard to keep it at that fence level. Like it kind of, but you could keep it flat on that side. So maybe just go like six inches on this side of the, and then this might be something you have to do every couple of years rather than taking a whole bunch at once. Just go like six inches on your side of the fence and just sort of keep it up like that. And when a new growth comes out every spring, just, just trim it back at that time. Okay, perfect. And um, mushroom kits. So I bought a mushroom kit about a month ago. What What am I looking at for like how long before I start to see something pops through. I left the plastic on for the three weeks like it recommended. Yeah. So is it something that would that I'll start to see in the fall or? Well, you should see something this year from what I understood that once it gets going and you're following direction, I, I remember him sort of saying that four to six weeks. So hopefully okay. you should start seeing something fairly quickly. Perfect. Okay. Sounds good. All righty. And I'll, actually, I'll Be try sure. and get them on again to uh, – I'll talk to Jordan, see if he'll come on again. Um, mushrooms are all over the news and uh, in so many good ways. So we'll we'll see if we can get them on again and chat a little bit more about that. Right on. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. And I'm seeing a few um, calls or texts even with the middle of the lawn dying out. A lot of that looks like that um, – either cinch bug or or something's in there eating it and little holes in the soil so what i would do it again what i would do is give it a really good thatching dethatching rake it out give it a spray with pure spray green and uh just give it like a soil drench those areas on some of them i'm seeing are fairly bad you might want to top dress with a little bit of loam or a or a three-in-one soil add a little bit of grass seed our greened up lawn fertilizer and see if we can get those back into shape. Seen a bit of that this year. And part of it is too, we did have fairly deep snow after Christmas and uh, it sat on top like that. So hopefully that will, uh, that will help out as well on that. But right now I'm going to go to the phone line. I got enough time. I'm going to go to Dale. Good morning, Dale. Oh, thank you. Um, I just had a question about tomatoes. Um, yes, sir. Is, 
is it an old wives' tale when you plant a tomato, put an old tire around it, and you get bigger <laughs> and better tomatoes? Um, no, that it is a good way of doing it. It um, it radiates the heat into the soil, and 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 so that's why we say even any of the darker colored pots, things like that. They love a warm root system, so that so the tire raises the plant out of the soil a bit, and you can fill that up. So it works like a raised planter. So oh. any of those type of things, it'll heat up the soil. Um, one of the biggest things too is planting your tomato deep. Like if you if you get like a a twelve inch tomato when you take it home, you want to plant it down like six eight inches, leave four inches sticking out of the ground. Okay. And then that way it can thicken up like crazy and don't get floppy tomatoes. Well, when the when the tire's laying on the ground, do you drill holes through it? Um, I, I, I don't think you need to. No, you just use the center. You just fill the center with soil. And, and that sort of works like a raised planter for you. So it's not an old wives' tale after all? No. No, it's just a way of uh, building a raised thing, and probably farmers had lots of old tractor tires or different things laying around, so they threw them in the ground and filled them with soil. Um, I have It's funny, one of my neighbors, I live in a newer area, but he's in the tire business, and he put a tractor tire. It looks like a little bridge. He has a little dry creek bed going through it, but that was he, – he incorporated it into his landscape because he's in the tire business, which I, it's kind of nice, so it's, uh, it's cool. Yeah, I was just curious. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it, it radiates heat. It works great. So, thank you. Perfect. All right, take care. Bye bye. Thanks, Dale. Bye bye. And what do I got here? Peter just texted me. The onions I planted are stringy, and most are flat on the ground. Should I snip the tops? If they're kind of getting sort of um, mushy a little bit, I would definitely do that and see if you can get them growing again from the bottom. But just ensure you give them a good, that uh, make sure you're getting the water all the way down into the roots for those as well. And yeah, if you're, if you, if you plant something and it looks kind of stringy or mushy, you're always better just to remove any of the dead, dying or diseased foliage on plants as it makes a big difference. Um, it's not wasting its energy, um, trying to revive that old old uh, mushy foliage or dead branches or any of that kind of thing and wow first hour went by already i'm going to take a quick break you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr A mix of sun and cloud and 16 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. At today's last day of the G7 summit in England, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced Canada's role in donating COVID vaccines to the world. Through the G7, we're stepping up. Today, the G7 announced that our collective commitments will result in over 2 billion doses being shared with the rest of the world 
Canada's portion is 100 million doses. Trudeau said Canada will provide funding to the Access to COVID-19 Tools Accelerator to help 87 million doses be provided to developing countries. 13 million doses will also be procured through the global vaccine sharing initiative, COVAX. RCMP in Saskatchewan have identified the officer killed Saturday morning during a traffic stop. Police say Constable Shelby Patton of the Indian Head Detachment east of Regina tried to stop a truck allegedly stolen in Manitoba. It's alleged Patton was struck and killed during the stop in the community of Wolseley. A member of the public tried to save Patton, but he died at the scene. Assistant Commissioner Rhonda Blackmore says Patton leaves behind a wife. 26-year-old Constable Patton worked at the Indian Head Detachment since 2015, the entirety of his six years and four months of service with the RCMP. Before officially beginning his duties at the Indian Head Detachment, he was on assignment at Parliament Hill in February and March of 2015. Blackmore says the truck was later located in a rural area near Francis. Two suspects, a man and a woman, were arrested in a field. Alberta Health Services is suing a Calgary mayoral candidate for $1.3 million over threats to health care workers. As Global's Rhea LaHue reports, the lawsuit claims Kevin Johnston allegedly engaged in hateful harassing and defamatory rhetoric 14 times. The 49-year-old has also twice been arrested for violating an injunction granted to the health authority, banning him from threatening, contacting, photographing, or approaching any health officer or employee. He also posted a video in May where he openly threatened AHS staff, saying that if he was elected mayor, he would put them all in handcuffs. I have no respect for anybody. In Alberta Health Services. The court action against Johnson gives numerous examples of behavior that AHS claims is in contravention of the province's public health orders, as well as the restraining order AHS was granted against him back in May. It also says Johnson's calling AHS employees Nazis, Gestapos, fascists, and communists, and saying they're terrorists and evil is defamatory conduct. Johnson is scheduled for a bail review Monday, and none of these allegations have been tested in court. Rayalahu, Global News. Alberta is launching a $3 million lottery in an effort to encourage more residents to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Premier Jason Kenney announced some details of the Open for Summer vaccine lottery in a Twitter video. He says the three grand prizes, worth a million dollars each, pale in comparison to the cost of getting the province through the pandemic. Many places around the world have launched similar lotteries like this because uh, we need to just nudge those who have been, haven't gotten around to getting their vaccines yet. After all, we've had to spend billions of dollars in our healthcare system and through supporting people through the past 16 tough months. So if we can just keep pushing up those numbers of people who are vaccinated, that, that will easily pay for itself in future savings. Kenny says the first million dollar prize will be given to someone who gets at least their first shot of vaccine within a week of Alberta immunizing at least 70% of its population. And COVID-19 is trending downwards in Alberta. Meanwhile, Alberta Health is reporting 179 new cases with additional three new deaths, totaling the provincial death toll to 2,269 since the start of the pandemic. Hospitalizations are also decreasing. 290 people are in hospital with the virus, 74 of whom are in the ICU. 
a reminder for the province to, in- to enter stage three of its reopening plan, which means all restrictions lifted. 70% of people in this age group must be immunized with at least one dose. It's 16 degrees at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Had probably four or five texts here, um, all relatively the same question. Um, planting maple trees and lots of winter dieback. And unfortunately, that I have talked about numerous times. And unfortunately, that's the hard part about trying out some of those varieties that are not native to our, our area. And our really, really dry falls do them in. So if you do have one of those maples, and I texted, uh, I think, most of you back, um, try the Rage Plus, do a slow, deep watering. Give them Rage Plus like every four days for three or four weeks in a row here. Try to get that life back up into them. You can try that. And it's just unfortunate. It's, it's when they go to bed a little bit dry in the fall. It's our, 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 our long dry fall is what does those in like that causes a lot of winter desiccation. So once we head into September, um, it's really important. Make sure you have mulch, water them in really well. And then even throughout that, if we don't get any, any um, moisture or a snow cover going into the fall, just ensure that they're watered really well right up until freeze up just so they stay frozen. And it, that's just that winter desiccation does them in, and it's unfortunate because it looks like I don't know we had a couple really gorgeous like Deborah maples, Hot Wings maple, a few other maples that people sent me pictures, and they all look the same. The top half is uh, just winter desiccation. So that's all I can say is try the Rage Plus right away. Water them really well, and get some Rage Plus on them, sort of every four or five days for four or five times and see if that can get some life back into those. I know it works really well with birch. So let's give it a try with those maples and see what you can do. And I'm going to go to Ron. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, Merle. How can I help you? Uh, I've got uh, cinch bugs in my lawn. Okay. I was controlling them with seven. And uh, I went shopping for it the other day, and apparently they don't make it anymore. Yeah, it's been taken off the market. They've reduced a lot of those products. Um, one product that's worked fairly well is Pure Spray Green. Um, and so you just give it a good rake, then just put the Pure Spray Green like in a hose end sprayer or pails, depending on how you have it, and just do a soil drench with it when it's mixed up with the water. And we've seen pretty good success with that. Okay. I was wondering about malathion. Hey, would that do anything? Um, uh, it's more of a, it's, I guess, yes and no. You just be careful. It can burn a lot easier. So, um, read the label and see if it has any of the beetles listed on that one. I just know we've had good luck with the pure spray green. So, okay. Well, okay. I'll, I'll give that a try. Thanks. Yeah. You might, and you might have to, like I said, give it a good rake and, and then try and use our fertilizer to get the roots back going again. And, uh, hopefully that helps out. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Thank Thanks, you. Ron. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go to Carmen. Good morning, Carmen. 
morning, Mira. Thank you for taking my call. Of uh, I have a question about my apple trees. I have two apple trees in my back, backyard. Yeah. And it seems like they're dying. So is it too late at this season to prune them, the, the, the dead branches? No, it's or a perfect it's time. You want to remove dead, damage, or disease branching at mm -hmm. any time. So oh, definitely see, time okay. you want to do it, yeah. I know uh, the um, it. Uh, I also have one question. I have this. I'm not so sure the name of this plant, but I see and I never heard they use this as a fence. Is that a Jennifer? I'm not Juniper. So sure. Jennifer, the one that uh, you see that they planted in front of the yard, and uh, you know it, it served like a fence, something like. That. I'm not so sure. Yeah, it was maybe a juniper. Maybe. I'm not so sure. Now this one has uh, is also kind of dying. I'm not so sure lack of water, but in the in the um, branches there are lots of like a scale. It's it, it looks like a bug, and it's scale. Yeah, and yeah. There's a lot of that going around Calgary right now. So oh. a, a product called Pure Spray Green is what oh. the professionals actually use for it as well. Oh, and is that uh, chemicals that we use? Well, it's actually a pharmaceutical-grade mineral oil. Uh, can you name the... Pure uh, Spray the, Green. Spray Green? Yeah, Pure Spray Green. Green. So th yeah. that will remove all those kind of scales, like a bug in the branches? Yeah, it, it definitely gets rid of them. You, some of them you might even have to scrub off. Depends how bad it is or a little bit of pressure. What kind of tree is it on? In the front and in the back. Yeah, and, what kind of tree? Uh, it's really dying. I Do I have to yeah. cut the dead um, twigs yes. or I have yeah. to cut? Yeah. Oh, if yeah, I you, have need to prune, you need to prune out the dead damage or disease branches. Oh, then it will really become... Bald. That's how intense the <laughs> yeah branches is. So yeah, sometimes it, yeah. If it but if they are dead, they won't come back. So oh, they won't. Oh, I thought that this thing pier spray green will come back. No, it'll get rid of the bugs. But if the branches are dead, if the wood's oh, dead, God. so I'm worried that it will all the way it will die and. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah, then, well. no, I'm, and I am trying to work with the city and some other people in this area. It, we, we're seeing too much of it in Calgary, and we need to, as a community... Why it happens, excuse me. It's very contagious, too, right? And yeah. it's a lot of the old Katoni Aster hedges uh -huh. in the older neighborhoods. When people just let them go and go and go... It just and then it just creates breeding grounds and then they once they kill those they got to move somewhere else right so so we have to work together as a community as well and same with black knot or some of these other things like if you see it on your trees and I and I see it all over where people just never prune it out they need to they need to look after that because then it just spreads it's not just their trees that are affecting it no, it I affects all your neighbors. Do I have to go to the community and check with them if they have this kind no, of... No, 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 on your own thing, you're good. Mm -hmm. Alrighty? Okay. Thank you very All much, right, thanks, Carol. Carmen. I appreciate your help. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And where am I at for time? I'm good. I'll take one more. I'm going to go to Diana. Good morning, Diana. Good morning, Merle. It's absolutely fabulous today, isn't it? It's um, beautiful. Yeah. It's perfect for sweet peas to get them going. 
They are absolutely loving, like the wet, followed by this. They're happy. Uh, there's a problem coming up with a few people have had with a thing called bud drop. And it was, I think, due to that brilliantly hot spell we had. And they're forming buds, and they look like they're going to bloom, and then the bud just goes yellow. Dies. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to warn people, snip them off like you're snipping a bloom, like you're deadheading. Yeah. And they will come back like crazy. But not to panic. It's almost okay. like they got such a hot spell, they went, whoa, yeah. stop, we better not have blooms now. And now it's all sort of calmed down again. They're like, oh, okay, we're okay. Yeah. So... Just remove any of the, and it's similar to what we tell with a lot of things that remove the dead damage or disease branching. That's it. That's it. People are getting puzzled because there's sort of flower buds all over the plant. And then when they actually look closely, the bud will actually be like dead yellow, like hasn't opened. And anyway, it's not to panic. It's not a disease. It's just a response of a sorry, a response to that blasting heat. It was just they went on hold for a bit. Oh, okay. And they'll be fine. Just keep watering and let them go. Yeah, and one of our jobs, I know, Chris, we just planted three long rows that probably about a hundred feet of sweet peas. So I'm looking forward to seeing those. Oh, fabulous! Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Oh, yeah, you'll get people going in there for aromatherapy. (laughs) Nice, (laughs) nice, nice. All right. Well, how's everything going down there, though? Oh, absolutely wonderful now. All the sweet peas are coming into bloom beautifully, and everything's wonderful, except for the odd bud drop. So I got some because I still had sweet peas in the greenhouse, of course. Yeah. And those aren't looking too good. But, I mean, they're the stragglers. They're the end of the you know, end of the season thing. So Yeah. But looking good. But other looking than good that, for everything it's gonna else. be a wonderful show and for anybody that wants to come down this way, please come by and just visit the garden. You know, later in the summer. Just come and have a look at all these sweet peas because they can be gorgeous. Awesome. And I'm awesome. very welcome I'm I'm very welcoming to people that just want to come down and have a walk around and a look. Awesome. Well that's so, very nice. Very generous of you. And uh, it's always good to when you get visitors. I love when people just come and spend time at at the garden center wandering around, and it's cool. That's it. And, and, you know, later in the summer, I have more time to spend with them, too, instead of being in such a rush. So. Yeah, no, that's what we always tell people early. If you come early in the season, sometimes it, we have definitely a lot more time we can spend. Um, and we try we try to spend as much time we can with it, um, even in the busy time. But sometimes it is harder when you get three or four people deep waiting for you. So it's, That's it. That's it. Exactly. So, And to mention to anybody that's into roses about the Rose Garden in Pincher Creek, too. So that is, if you're going to come down and look at gardens, the Rose Garden has... I think 52 varieties of hardy roses. Oh, wow. Nice. So, and, and believe it or not, in all this wind and the conditions down here, the roses absolutely love it here. Yeah, well, it keeps it nice and dry, too, right? Like, it kind of... Well, I think they like, like, the, they like the clay airflow. soil. Yeah. I hear you the know, chickens you... in the background. Oh, yes, I've got chickens. They're all out enjoying the sunshine as well. <laughs> yes, people I love can that. come love and see it. them too. I've got five hens with chicks at the moment. So, <laughs> oh, you know, nice. It's just fun to bring the kids, right, and see where chickens come from. 
Absolutely. It's not a chicken McNugget, right? I thought, no? Yeah, no chicken McNuggets, I'm afraid. But, All right. You know, can't can't right. supply those. Thank you, Merle. <laughs> All right. Take care, Diana. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Good. Well, a friend of mine has a, it's a bush, but it's got needles on it instead of leaves. Okay. And the cones on it grow straight up. Okay. I How, are put, they long needles or short? Average, bigger than a, well, bigger than an inch or smaller than an inch? Oh, probably an inch. Okay, it's probably more. It's probably a spruce tree. Okay, it's a bush more than a tree, actually. Okay, it could be like a nest spruce. Is it like a blue or is it dark green? Uh, it's green. Some friends of mine had one, and they called it a candle mass or something. Because these cones look like candles. Hmm. Okay, it could be like a dwarf mugle pine, or or something. Is it yeah. more like it looks like a round ball? Yeah, the 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 cones are about three inches long, and they have a like a head that actually they, the cone looks like a candle, and then there's a thing on the end that looks like a flame on a candle. Okay, and uh, she thinks it's getting too big. She wants to know if she can trim it down or what to do with it um well you can break the like when the candles come up you can snap them in half oh yeah and and that will help for sure okay because it's getting it's in the corner by our front steps and it keeps getting bigger and bigger yeah 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 so if you just snap the new growth off every year it'll thicken it up okay that sounds good then thank you very much you're welcome. Take care. Okay. You too. Thanks, Jerry. Bye-bye. Bye, bye now. All right. And I think, did I take my break, Charlie? Or do I need to take a break? I think I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and I'm going to go right to the phone line. I'm going to go to Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great. How can I help you? I have a volunteer a blue spruce tree that showed up in the middle of uh, a Calgary carpet juniper. Okay. And it's now about um, five feet tall, and it's the perfect, perfect Christmas tree shape. And I want to keep it small. And I looked at a video, and it said to, like, a Christmas tree farm to cut the top yep, off. to shear them. Yeah, and to yep. do it about mid-July. Is that the proper time to do it? Well, it depends on where the video was taken, right? Like, so do you want to do it when the new growth comes out, when you see it nice and soft? Right. Um, so then you could do that on the sides, too. Like, when you see the growth on the sides, you can just do a nice, even shearing all the way around the outside. Okay. And would I it, cut each one back half, or I can trim it? Yeah, about half a or a quarter. Yeah. Oh, 
Okay. I wouldn't take too much more. I would no. just like when the when the new growth comes out, if it's three or four inches, you can take two inches off each. But just try and keep it even at that time. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily take the top off yet. If it's nice and thick, I would just leave the top for a bit okay. and just concentrate more on the sides. That we end up with one good leader, unless you, until you get to the height that you kind of want to keep it at. Right. Okay. And can I use a hedge trimmer to cut it, or do I have to use clippers? I, I would. For if it's that small, I would I would do it a little more gently. I would do the until it thickens up a few times. Right. I would okay. do it by hand with a nice hand pruner. Then that way, you just you can keep track of where you're cutting and you exactly. It's easy to get carried away with those head trimmers. You kind of get. I know. <laughs> One slip and there goes Freddie. I call him Freddie yeah. the Freeloader. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. So okay. we want to keep Freddie there for a bit. So that's right. Let's just we'll spend a little more time with uh, with the pruners. Yeah. Yeah, keep, and, uh, keep Freddie absolutely. happy. He used absolutely. to take one string of Christmas lights. Now I'm up to four, and I don't want any wow. more lights on him than that. So, <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Great, thank you very much. And all right, enjoy thanks your for show. the call. Okay, I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to go to Eric. Good morning, Eric. Hey, good morning, Merle. Hey, I am calling. Is there a shortage of some of the? Um, uh, perennial shrubs, and I asked because I had picked up uh, some um, some um, Siberian um, um, dwarf uh, spruce last year, and I'm trying to get a couple more. And yeah. I've been going back to uh, um, your nursery, and I'm not seeing any. Even this morning, yeah. I hadn't gone. It, there is. We just got another truck in today, um, mm-hmm. but there absolutely the shortage. And it takes a lot longer. Like this year, all the growers, like with the annuals, caught up and they all produced way more. So there's actually a, an abundance of annuals, like petunias and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like for perennials and the June and like shrubs and things, they're just, you can't mass produce them, right? Because it no. takes a while. You got to grow the root. You got to, it takes a while. It's just so, not a it's not a widget or a skew number, so no. it takes. So there's still a big shortage of trees and shrubs, um, perennials, and and there could be for a couple of years because, uh, um, and unfortunately in Calgary we're sort of we are sort of third or fourth down the line because California, and they're buying a lot of our stuff from the states right. as well from our growers and and then you also have vancouver and the interior bc they're ahead of us so they start planting two or three weeks ahead of us right so some of the stuff goes there before we get it we pre-book as much as we can Mm -hmm. and work with our growers so we're gonna see it for the next couple years so if you see something you like grab it grab it yeah don't don't leave it well what i did do today at least you know i did go into the um into the um greenhouse you got there and i did pick up you have some amazing zucchini so i did pick up some of those and i i plan to plant those and uh looks like we'll just be focusing on vegetables this year then absolutely yeah no and then keep an eye out throughout the summers um mm-hmm. our our july crops look like there's going to be a few things coming back onto our availabilities because okay. they they're in production they have to hit a, a certain grade before we release them as well okay like they have to f- fill the pot. Like if I have a two-gallon pot, the the branches need to cover at least the corner of the of the pot right. before we can release them. Right. Because otherwise, right. there's just no value for the customer either. Like no. we could release them early, but then they just look really small. So we want to yeah. make sure everybody's getting the value. And there's certain 
um, quality structures and size structure that we need to follow yep. um, in the nursery business. So, Yeah, well, no, I appreciate right. that. And I love walking around there. So uh, I'll keep walking. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. Bye. Take care, man. Bye-bye. And I got to take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. <laughs> oh. Mix of sun and cloud and 16 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Saskatchewan RCMP are mourning the death of a young Mountie killed in the line of duty after a traffic stop near Regina. 26-year-old Constable Shelby Patton was hit by what was believed to be a stolen truck that he pulled over yesterday morning in Wolseley. An RCMP spokeswoman says a man and a woman have been arrested and are awaiting charges. Alberta Health Services is suing Kevin Johnston, a Calgary mayoral candidate, for $1.3 million over threats to health care workers. Alberta Health filed the lawsuit earlier this month against Johnson, who has been twice arrested for violating an injunction granted to the health authority banning Johnson from threatening, contacting, photographing, or approaching any health officer or employee. It's 16 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And got a quick text. What is the best way to repair dog urine spots in the lawn now that we don't have a dog? Well, one of the best ways is give that a good raking, remove all that dead thatch, and then you can use a product called Dog Spot Prevent. It'll neutralize that soil where all that dog damage is done. And then put a little bit of loam in those holes after, a little bit of grass seed, fertilized with our fertilizer, the Green Up Lawn Fertilizer, the 16326, and that should fill in really nicely. Just keep it fairly, a little bit moist in those areas once you put the, the top soil and the seed on there, and then you should be good to go. And right now I'm going to go to Gene. Good morning, Gene. You'll just need to turn the radio off, Gene. There you are. No, maybe not. Maybe we'll put her, him or her on hold. Hi, Gene. Hello. Hi, just need to turn your radio off. Okay. I, I did. Okay, perfect. Is this, okay. Um, I have, uh, I'm just closed down near the Montana border. My closest big shopping area is Lethbridge. And I wonder where... Could I buy pure spray green? I think that's what I need. I have 30 plants of Saskatoon bushes, and then I've got some raspberry bushes. The okay. raspberry bushes, the bugs haven't bothered them, but the, there's leaf hoppers and there's webworms and whatever in my Saskatoons already. Okay, a product called BTK, it works really good for a lot of those worms, and it's a, it's a natural product as well. What's the name of that? It's called BTK. BTK. Yes. Uh huh. And it, it's it will, is a liquid that you you know. Yes, you mix it with water and then you spray it on. Yes. Spray it on, and uh, will that go on the raspberries as well? It doesn't hurt anything. Yes, it's fine okay. for those. Okay. Uh, I've. Uh, I don't. I don't know what else I can do for Saskatoons, but they. I've been watching peeling off those leaves, 
and they, they had a terrific amount of blossoms this year. They're, they're, this is about the fourth year for them, so they had a lot of a lot of blossoms, and I hope to get some berries this year. Yeah. So you can do that. Give them a good hose down. Use the BTK on there, and you oh, should be able to get down that. First with water. Spray it down. Yeah, spray it down first with water, and then... Mm-hmm. Then grab some, get some of the BTK, and give it a sh- uh, couple applications of that. Follow okay. the directions and and chat with the people in the Lethbridge Garden Center. Should be able to help you out. In the Lethbridge Garden Center. Mm-hmm. Or wherever, whichever one you go to. Oh, I, I'm not that much of a gardener. I, you know, the only fertilizer I could get was 2020-20. I've got a lot of spruce trees and and everything else, and I put 2020-20 on. Yeah, and that's fine. That. On everything. Yep. No, and that's good. That works good. Okay. Well, so the others should have that then. Yep. They should have BTK for sure. I'll try home hardware right here closer. Yep. See, they might have it as well. They might have it. Okay. Well, that's as good as pure spray green. I'll try the BTK. Yep. You give that. Well, it works really good for the worms and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Great. Thanks, Merle. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, and I'm going to go to Bill. Good morning, Bill. Hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I planted garlic last fall, and yep. uh, the tops are about over a foot high, and I've been oh, wow. uh, rolling them up. But can you snip them? The yeah, tops? you can. If you want to snip off the tops, you can. Oh, okay. Um, you don't yep. really need to, but um, you, you can do that if you like. Did but you I've get any of the, the? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you just been rolling them up. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, that's good. That's good. Mine are only about six inches. My wife planted a bunch this year, Carolyn, and she's growing them in a raised planter. And oh, okay. uh, yeah. Oh, I grow them all over the garden. Oh, nice. <laughs> anyway, they're. Over a foot high, and I just wondered if I could snip them instead of rolling them up. Yeah, you you definitely can. Okay. All righty. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Bill. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right. And I will take one more call before I need to take a break. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. I'm going to go to Ron. Good morning, Ron. Hello. Hi, Ron. How can I help Hi. you? Um, I'm just wondering, I planted some onions, and uh, the green part that comes up, it's some of them are broke off, so will they still grow or not? Yeah, they will. Yeah, just, just snip them off if there's any mushy or sort of broken parts. Just take those off, and then it'll send out new stuff from the bottom. Okay, and I'm expanding my garden, and I rototillered it, and I think... <laughs> I think maybe they had a car parked there before because it's half stone and half dirt. So yeah. if I rake the stones out of there, would that be okay? Yeah, you, and you want to plant some stuff in there? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so you might want to mend the soil a bit, though. You might want to add a bit of, like, three-in-one soil or some sea soil or something like that. Okay, yeah. Um, definitely help it if it's kind of been deteriorated over the years, so you probably want to... Give it a little bit of nourishment, revitalize the soil. Okay, and the best fertilizer for radishes, because they never get the radish part, would be what? 15-30-15, or there's a granular veggie fertilizer uh, by Groundskeeper's Pride. Um, okay. You just mix it and you put it right in the soil, 
And right. that one works really good as well. So Okay. That's great. Well, thank you for your help. You're welcome. Thank you so yep. much. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. You can give me a call, 403-974-8255. I'm going to go to Ken. Good morning, Ken. Hello. Hey, Ken. How can I help you? We uh, planted a caliper apple tree last year that we bought from you guys. Okay. Bought yep. a two-inch caliper. Yep. And two-thirds of it are dead. Okay. The uh, the uh, trunk and the, br the branches that are dead have all turned red. Okay. The rest of the tree is kind of a light brown, like it should be. It looks healthy. It's got leaves. But the, two, the two wood went the red. Yeah, kind of a red. Huh. And the main trunk itself is kind of mottled, so part of it's brown, part of it's red. Okay. Um, are you able to send me a quick picture to the same phone number that you just called? Yeah, I will. And, do that. I'll, and I'll, then I'll respond to you. I'll have your cell, and I'll respond from my cell, and then okay. we'll we'll get you set up. It's just it's usually they go more of a like they kind of keep the same color, but I wouldn't mind just taking a look at it again. You could try a slow deep watering. A bit yeah, of rage plus, but we've, unfortunately, we've it might be a, yeah, it might be a bit of winter desiccation, so we might have to deal with it under warranty. Okay, I'll send you. All righty, thank you. All right, thank you. Okay. Bye bye. 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 Yeah, unfortunately, this these past winters we've had a bit of that. Like I said, I've tons of maple. I had uh, apples are similar to the hardwood, so I've had lots of those uh, calls, and unfortunately. Uh, some make it and some do not, unfortunately. But right now I'm going to go to Glenn. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? I've got one quick question for you. I've got okay. an apple tree from P&P, and it's a, a miniature, but I've got about six to eight inches of right at the base and I'm assuming it's mice, not rabbits, because it was covered in snow. Yeah. That lack balsam, will that actually help that? Yeah, well, it'll help seal it up. As long as it hasn't gone too far, like I said, my neighbor, um, Miles, unfortunately, got to his a little bit too late, and the rabbits chewed it off, all the bark, like two feet of it, and four out of the five apples died, um, just didn't leaf well, out at all. This one is in full leaf. It bloomed the whole nine yards. The only bad part is that the uh, the root itself, and I know they're uh, a grafted tree. Yep. Uh, the the main root is now sending out suckers. Yeah. So just cut those off. So that'll be off the the the. It's probably a crab apple or something that it was rooted onto. Um, oh, so just okay. cut those off. So they always they root them onto they graft them onto a hardy like a like a hardy crab apple root. Okay. And yeah. if, if they try and root it onto those existing apples, they just won't live here. So they okay. so all pretty much all the fruit that you see in in Calgary area, like uh, any of the apples and things like that, are all grafted onto a hardy root stock. Well, what's really tough is I'm in Crossfield, North Calgary. 
and the tree has done fantastic until this winter. Yeah. Now now I'm fighting this and I'm going like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it, it is a tough one with the mice. If anything, we get the snow cover, we have the dry falls. It, it, it It's a tough place to grow. So, just clean up the wound as best you can. Like, just cut off if there's any loose bark or anything. Just I, I like to use like an exacto knife. And I get a nice clean cut, clean it up real nice. Put a good uh, a batch of that lac balsam on there. Seal that up nicely, and uh, and hopefully that'll help it. Um, just ensure that you water it well. Uh, Rage Plus is a great one to help build tissue up again. So all these products you have down at Spruce It Up. Yes, we do. Yeah, we have to make another trip. Awesome. Look forward to seeing you. Not for that reason, but I look forward to seeing you. All right. And one more thing before I get off here. Bill Abrams says hi. Oh, great. Good to hear from Bill. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bill, bye-bye. And I'll just a little story. Bill Abrams and I worked together way back in the day at uh, down at Sunnyside. And uh, he worked in the back, uh, him and Randy Eagleson and uh, Brian Heembrock, myself. And there was a whole group of us, Lindsay, way back when. But then Bill went and worked. He was at uh, Professional Gardener for a long time. I think he might even still be down there. But there's a place you go back into Professional Gardener. That place hasn't changed in in the 30 years. I, when I was going there when I was a kid and I walk in there today, it, this, not much has changed. So I can still find everything. So, anyways, good to hear those old names, and uh, hope you're doing well, Bill. Good to good to say hi. And I better take a quick break. Actually, I got a couple minutes. I'll take one more call. Go to Angela. Good morning, Angela. Hi. Good morning. I have a 30 plus year old thundering um, crab apple in our front yard. A thunder child crab. It's putting out lots of suckers. Is there anything I can do to stop it from doing that? No, unfortunately, it's just that typically means it's suffering a little bit. So you want to ensure that you're doing a little bit better, slower, deeper watering and okay. just get in there and just, yeah, unfortunately, you have to dig down sort of deep as you can and cut those out. Is it right up against the trunk? Uh, no, yeah, they're put around the trunk, but also further out, like five and six feet out. Yeah, so that just tells me you just do a little bit slower, deeper watering for that tree. It's okay. a searching for, for nourishment. Okay. Okay, thank Alrighty. you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Angela. You have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And if you'd like to join me, the last bit, I might have time to squeeze you in. 403-974-8255. you want to give me a call, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I am going to go to the phone lines right away. I'm going to go to John. Good morning, John. Good morning, Merle. A quick question. Uh, does fertilizer have a best before date? Um, for the most part, it, 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 as long as it's stored in a dry, cool spot, it, it's fine. I have a, like, an extra amount of 15, 15, 30. I was yep. wondering if I, it's, it's soluble in water, and I was wondering if I could put that on my lawn and it would do any harm or... No, it wouldn't do any harm. You just got to mix it with water. The only thing when you're trying to do it that way, it's just getting it nice and even, so you might end up um, a little greener in some spots. If you're, if you're, But if you have a hose-end sprayer 
and you'd walk around with it and, and spray it on, it'll be fine. But I would do all your trees and stuff too. Yeah, I've like done, it's great I've done for trees, trees and shrubs uh, every yeah. year. Yeah, it's perfect so for I, that. I've got so much of it. I thought, well, <laughs> is it what is it is it the old one? Does it say like an RX thirty or RX twenty no, on it or just, something? Uh, um, it was just I, I'm pretty sure I got it at your place. It's okay. Just, uh, used I've been using it for veggies and tomatoes and whatnot. Yeah, no, it's a great fertilizer, even though, like, it's great for all your flowers, too, like, for flowering yeah. pots and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's great. Okay, thanks so much. All right, thank you. Take care, John. Bye-bye. And I'm going to go to Lyle. Good morning, Lyle. Good morning, Merle. How, how are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Okay, I have two lilac trees that are about 35, 40 years old. I, I don't want to take them out, but I want to take them down to shrub size. When is the best time to do that? Um, are they are they relatively healthy for the most part? Yes, they're very healthy. They're growing uh, very well. They just shade too much of uh, the side of the house. I can't get any grass to grow underneath at all. Yeah, so the only problem is when you take them down, they're going to grow real fast because you got all that root system that's used to supporting all that growth up top and when you reduce the canopy you're going to have all that energy and it's going to shoot up like four or five feet at, at a time sort of thing you'll get all kinds of new growth like crazy so it, it won't take long before it gets back up to that but you can keep it trimmed but you, when you keep a lilac trimmed like that you tend to lose your, your blooming periods as well just so you know Okay, so uh, when is the best time to trim these, like, right down to uh, almost stump size? And then I will yeah. keep on top of them. I'll keep them small. Yeah, well, you're gonna, they're probably, if they're that tall, you're going to have big, big branching, right? So I would, you could probably do it right now if you wanted. You could just pick your height and try that. You might get a bit of deadwood. So either you go right down to the ground and start fresh, or you, you could go to that four to five feet high. And and let them branch out from there, and you might get a bit of death, like a bunch of deadwood in there. But if they're nice and healthy, that might be a way to try it first. Okay, so it's not in the fall after they downloaded all the energy. Well, you you can if you'd like to wait till then. That's fine. Um, either that or early early spring. Like if you're waiting for the ultimate, the best time would be early spring, like in in March or something, March April. Before that way, they've downloaded all their energy. There's no chance of winter kill. You 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 prune it, and then then that way, all that new energy goes right into new growth. So, if you're the optimal time would be like uh, March, April, next spring. Okay, thank you very much, Merle. All right, take care. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. And I think I still have time. Yes, I do. I'm going to go to Sharla. Good morning, Sharla. Good morning. Hi there. How can I help you? Yeah, we have um, about 15 Swedish columnar aspens um, in our backyard that are about 22 years old. And two of them that are together on the one side didn't leaf out at all this year. It looks like they tried, but nothing. And the other 13 are fine. So Yeah, are they are they on the end of the row or...? Are they right on the end of the row, or we're in the middle? I'm sorry. 
Are they right on the end of the row of them, or are they yes, in the they middle? are. Yeah, they're on the, the end of the rows, and they're on the west. Like, are they all are yeah. kind of... It, it's always the weirdest thing. Like, I just had another somebody else that sent me a picture. I'm not sure if it was you guys, but same thing. Like, the one on the end died off. And I always wonder why that. Does does it not get as much water as the other ones? Or, or like, I always just wonder. It always seems to be the one on the end. And I, honestly, I hear this more often than not. And aspen sometimes will just get freeze-dried over the winter. Like, it, it's... And they, they fully leaf out. They look like they're the buds swell up a bit, and then they just stop. You can try Rage Plus on them. Feel the bark. If it feels cool on the trunk of the tree, there's still life in there. But if it feels warm, like on a day like this, is a perfect time to test for a dead tree. Um, if it feels warm, the tree is dead. But if the bark and the trunk feels cool, there's still life in there. So give it a couple of really good shots of Rage Plus and 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 see if that will help if if but if it's warm it it's dead okay so with that product does it have to go deep down into the roots like no for... give it a good watering first and you just water it in the top it'll soak in okay and then just All right. finally yeah, give it, um, what is the longevity of those? Because we're really struggling to keep them. No, I know. Oh. Usually, you can get 20, 30, 40 years out of them. Like it just, okay. it just, it just has something that goes on with them. It's with our dry winters. Right. Okay. Perfect. Thank Alrighty. You so Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, yeah. Charla. Bye. 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 All right. Thanks again for everybody for calling in and texting. Actually, I got through most of the text, which I'm totally surprised. And uh, lots of calls. So until next week, we'll get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR.